Hello there. Good morning, America. Mark Dunnigan, your host. Once again, this is The Daily Answer. And thanks for joining in this morning. This is just one of a number of programs that are associated with answering religious error. And I think I was invited to participate in that, maybe going back to 2013, when I got a call from Josh Gertler that there was this live internet show and they needed someone to fill in for him because he was not available. And well, the rest is history. And that was the um, live Bible Q&A. And that live Bible Q&A is still going on. It happens every Wednesday noon Eastern time. And there's a number of other shows connected with answering religious air as well, including this one, The Daily Answer. Again, thanks for being part of the program this morning. Ham and eggs. You know, it was after the Christmas holiday and we enjoyed a beautiful Christmas dinner here in Florida with some friends and they had honey baked ham. And we were sent home that evening with a number of slices. And after that, for breakfast, I cooked me a couple of sunny side up eggs. That's the way I like my eggs. And then heated two pieces of ham in the pan that was now empty of the eggs, added a side of fruit and a hot cup of coffee, and sat down with Bella next to me and enjoyed some breakfast. The sun typically comes up right in front of my office window. And I have my chili pepper lights on. I got a round chili pepper wreath, and then I got kind of a collection of green, red, and yellow chili peppers and like a little bunch. Got those in Hatch, New Mexico on our trip. There are honey baked ham locations across the country and they exist in Oregon as well where we lived for decades. But what I found is that there's a difference. In Oregon at the location there in Beaverton, you could get a ham sandwich and it was basically in pita pocket bread. A number, a couple slices of the honey baked ham uh, nestled in this piece of pita pocket bread, stuffed with shredded lettuce and some sort of special sauce. And then they heated it. And typically they would serve that with like some orange and apple slices. Man, still one of my favorite little lunch meals. In Oregon, they also offered a variety of soups. It came in a little crock that was like this metal little crock that looked like a miniature crock that people would like cook things in, in colonial times. And they had a, a, a vegetable ham soup, uh, an amazing navy bean and ham soup. And one of their most popular ones, it's not my thing, but I've had it, split pea, split pea and ham soup, which to me, when you're eating split pea and ham soup, man, you're eating the earth. It, I think it's the most earthy, I'm not sure if it's, it's right up there with black eyed peas. That is foods that I call like, it just feels like, man, you're eating the earth when you're eating that. There's just something about it that just, um, to me, it's an earthy taste. Right, You're right there down with the soil. And I would often go there either for a sandwich or I would go there and just get that little crock of soup with an with extra extra slices of pita bread 
for dipping and tossing in the soup. And the navy bean, one of my all-time favorites. What I've discovered, though, being in Florida, and there's probably a honey-baked ham location here 15 minutes from where we're at. They don't have that. In fact, when I went in there, one of the ladies that worked in there said, we've heard about that. We've heard that. We've heard about that pita bread sandwich on the West Coast. And, and then when I talked about the soup, she said, they have soup too? Yes, they do. I also remember that the clientele that would be at the, and I'm not sure if this is true across, across the country, but where we lived in Beaverton, I just remember the clientele that tended to be there throughout the day at that honey baked ham location, whether it was like, and I think they opened at 11 or 11.30, but whether it was kind of the lunch crowd or kind of the early dinner crowd, and they may have closed at like seven or eight, it would often be an older crowd. That is men, women bringing, and, and it could be like people that were in their mid forties that had parents in their late sixties or seventies, and they were bringing in mom and dad for lunch. And so people now taking care of their aged parents, or it was retired couples, or it was older women who happened to be shopping in that little shopping center or shopping in the Beaverton, Raleigh Hills area. And as they were shopping, they would pop in for their lunch. People from a generation that grew up with split pea and ham soup or navy bean and ham soup, those people. They weren't looking for anything spicy, but for a meal that was a good, safe bet. Or you might say, keep it simple. I was thinking as here we are, we're in a new year. 2024. And I was thinking of the meals that I might want to attempt to prepare for myself. Now, a number of these things I've had at a restaurant, some of them I've ha I haven't ever had at a restaurant. Um, but just like, well, what would I like to be able to cook well? What sort of recipe would I like to be able to master maybe this year or in the coming years? I'd be interested in like, what's on your list? I mean, that's one of the things that I would like to be able to be a better cook. I mean, I can fend for myself and I can cook myself different things and, you know, I can cook eggs and things like that. But, you know, they're just this area of um, where would I like to improve? And so here's a list of things that just came to my mind. And some of this is I just kind of went through and looked at diff the different menus at high-end restaurants, the famous ones throughout the world. Um, I tell you what, I love old menus. I love traveling and seeing old menus, the dishes that were on menus 50 years ago and 100 years ago. Good, honest food particularly the menus at places like the Harvey houses, what they served. All right, roasted rack of lamb. I don't think I've ever had that, and I would like to attempt that. I have done the leg of lamb, bouillabaisse, just, which seems like one of the most genuine dishes, just a good, 
hearty seafood stew. Twice baked potatoes. I haven't had them since my mom passed away. One, typically one of the favorite meals that my mom would prepare would have twice baked potatoes as part of it. A memory from my childhood when my mom and dad had a garden, guarded wilted lettuce salad. It, I mean, you basically, it has to be lettuce that you get from your own garden. It has to be that leaf lettuce. Doesn't work with iceberg, doesn't work with romaine, etc. Doesn't typically work with the lettuce that you get in the store. And then you create this concoction of like fried bacon pieces and green onion and I think sugar and vinegar and some other stuff. And then that hot mixture is just put right on top of a, a bowl of chilled lettuce and then quickly tossed. Man, in the summertime, mm. king crab legs. I haven't had them since my senior year of high school. I took a girl out on a date to the prime rib Riverside in Salem, which is no longer there. And for $9.99, two large king crab legs, baked potato, salad, all the trimmings. I think the entire meal with a Coke or an iced tea and a tip was like $23. Of course, I was only making $2.20 an hour at the time as well. Oysters Rockefeller, where people take oysters and then grill them or what put them under a boiler and you put different things in the, uh, you know, you got the oyster on the half, half shell, then you add things to it and then you broil it for a little bit. Cream spinach, you get some fresh spinach and there was a restaurant in Denton, Texas. It was a place that just served hamburgers, but one of the sides was cream spinach. And man, it was the best. It was the best sauteed spinach I'd ever had. Sauteed spinach, cream spinach, those two things. I don't know. I just, I love, I love that. Pan fried rainbow trout. And someone just sent me some pictures of, and it has to be in a cast iron skillet. Yeah, maybe with some wild rice as a side or pan fried potatoes. Stuffed dates. I'm just intrigued by dates that people take and then they stuff them with different things. Again, I want to want to make more use of dates in my life. Beef short ribs. French onion soup. I love a good French onion soup. Gumbo. I've had a lot of bad gumbo throughout the years. But I've had now and then some really good gumbo. And good gumbo has to have okra. If it does have okra in it, it's not gumbo in my mind. And it has to be more on the tomatoey side. It has to be more soupy and have a lot of things going in there. Um, it can't just be this dark thing. You know, uh, I see a lot of gumbo. It's just like this dark brown thing you know like well that's not gumbo uh i i want i want to see the okra in it and i i want to see the sausage in it and i want to see the um chicken or shrimp or whatever and i want to see the celery and all the other stuff that should be floating around in there and fried green tomatoes and then collard greens. I'm kind of a collard green fan. I'm, if I'm ever at a restaurant and one of the sides they offer is collard greens, man, I'm always in. I've had my share of disappointing collard greens, 
but I'd like to work on making my own. And and they need to be cut right. They can't be too thinly chopped up. And they have to be seasoned right. And there has to be a, a spice or a kick to it. Homemade collard greens. Well, those are some of my thoughts as we're in this new year for food. This is Mark Dunningan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers.